This is The Gathering Church in Windsor, Ontario, and I'm Pastor Garth Lino. Welcome to our podcast. Now, would you please open your Bibles or your Bible app to Proverbs chapter 2 this morning. We're going to study the first uh, half of Proverbs chapter 2 together. Back in 1983, there was a a film called Tender Mercies that uh, won a number of Academy Awards. Robert Duvall uh, played this um, once famous but now washed out country singer uh, star named Mac Sledge. Uh, Mac was working dead-end jobs trying to make a living and battling the bottle at the same time. A young mom named Rosalie and her young son, uh, Sonny, actually befriended Mac. And late in the movie, Mac and Sonny get baptized in a local church. And uh, afterwards, they're driving home in a pickup truck, and the following conversation takes place. Sonny, the little boy, says, Well, we done it, Mac. We done it. We got baptized. Mac little understated, says, yeah, we did. Sonny says, everybody said I was going to feel different. Like I was going to be a changed person, but I don't, I don't feel, I, I feel a little different, but I don't really feel a lot different. Do you feel different, Mac? Mac says, nope, not yet, Sonny. Sonny says, well, you, you don't look any different. And then he sits himself up in the, in the truck and looks in the rearview mirror and asks Sonny, do I, do I look any different, Do I look any different, Mac? Do I look any different? And Mac says, not yet, Sonny. Not yet. It's going to take some time. Proverbs chapter 2 actually opens the door to everyone who wants to feel different, look different, be different, and grow in their understanding of who Jesus is. But it takes time. Spiritual transformation doesn't just take place overnight. It's not instantaneous. It takes time. And in the passage we're going to study today, God is telling us how we can move forward in our Christian life, how we can make progress, how our faith can be renewed if it's a little bit stagnant. So whether you've just gone public with your faith through water baptism, or you've been a Christian for nigh on to 99 years, uh, you need to know how to move forward and how to renew your faith in God day by day. We want to change, right? We want to be different. We want to grow closer to Jesus. We want to grow in our faith, and now God is telling us how to do it. You can be renewed in Jesus Christ. Your faith can flourish. But the first step is to get real with God. Just get real with God. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 1. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding... And if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Verse 1 begins with two very tender words. My son. 
tender and compassionate and affectionate words. My son. Now, you know there's nothing that we can do to earn that place in God's heart. We become sons and daughters of the Most High God by a gracious act of our Heavenly Father through our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We become children of God the moment that we trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And then it's His tender fatherly love that speaks to us, calling us closer, calling us to take new steps of growth toward Him. And these new steps of stretching and seeking are found in the verbs, the action words of the first four or five verses that I just read in chapter 2. You see these action words in verse 1. If you accept my words, something we have to do about that. If you treasure up My commandments. Verse 2. If you turn your ear to wisdom. If you apply your heart to understanding. Verse 3. If you call out. If you cry aloud. Verse 4. If you seek for wisdom. If you search for wisdom. Do you see the point the Holy Spirit is making here? Wisdom is not a natural asset. (laughs) We're not naturally wise. Wisdom is not automatic for us. Wisdom is not the human default setting, in case you haven't noticed. And furthermore, we will never attain to the wisdom that God wants to pour into our life by drifting or coasting through life. You cannot become a significant person. You cannot become a mature, spiritual man or woman of God by being neutral and cute and safely unchanged. That, my friends, is complacency. And I would rather be dead than complacent, to be quite honest with you. Who wants complacency? Who wants to just coast through life? Drifting from one spiritual experience to another. No thank you. I want the fire. I want to get as close to the fire as I possibly can. God is offering us a treasure infinitely worth seeking. More of himself entering into us. Revitalizing us. Refreshing us. Renewing us. It's there. It's possible. It's available. So let's get real with God. Quit pretending that we've got it all together. (laughs) I don't. You all know that. My default setting when things aren't going well and I'm not growing the way I think I should, my default setting is to work harder, do more, listen to more songs, read more verses, spend more minutes in prayer each morning. My default setting is to work harder Rather than surrender. I'd much rather work hard, work a little harder than surrender fully. Wouldn't you? If we were honest with ourselves, surrendering to God is a little scary. Because you can't manipulate it. You can't maneuver it. You can't manage it. You can't control it. When you surrender, God is the one in charge. Right? I don't know what your personal need is today, but I do know this. I know that our Heavenly Father is saying to us right now, My child, 
I am so available to you. You, you have no idea how close I am and how available I am to you this very moment. If you will just seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you. I mean, what an amazing promise that is. If you want me more than you want to maintain the status quo, if you want me more than you want a bigger salary or a bigger house, if you want me more than anything, I'm available, God is saying. I will come to you. If you seek me, you will find me when you seek for me with all your hearts. So, how about it? Would you give yourself to Him today? Would you surrender completely and fully to Jesus today? Will you say to Him right now, I want to change more than I want to stay the same. Would you just throw yourselves into the arms of Jesus and say, I am done with complacency. I'm finished with it. I don't want to live that way anymore. C.S. Lewis once said, God cannot bless us unless He has us. Does He have you? When we try to keep within us an area that's our own, we try to keep an area of death. Therefore, in love, God claims all. There's no bargaining with Him. I mean, it's all or nothing. Are you all in? That's the only way to live with God. It's the only way to to walk with Jesus, is to be all in. To get real with Jesus, in other words. Turn back to Him in repentance and faith and confession and seeking hard after God. It's it's really all about our desire and our, our passion. You know, you, you just get with some guys, you get with some gals over coffee, and you, you listen to them talk for a, a half an hour or an hour or, or two or three. You learn what their passions are. And sometimes in that three hours, they don't even mention the name of Jesus. That says something, doesn't it? It's about passion. There, there's a song on the radio. I'm, I'm the worst guy to remember movies, uh, movie titles, uh, movie actors, uh, song titles, or the people who sing them. I'm the worst. I can sit through a movie, half, watch half a movie before I realize that I, I saw this one last week. That's about how much attention I pay to a movie. Now, if that was a sermon, I could tell you in the first couple minutes whether I heard it or not. <laughs> but there's a song, I love the song, Do You Want the Healer? More than the healing? Do you want the Savior more than the saving? Do you want the giver more than the giving? Do you want Jesus more than anything? And every time it comes on, I I feel like pulling off to the side of the road and, and saying, Yes, Lord, I want Jesus more than anything. Whatever it takes, whatever it costs, I want you. So it's time to get real with God. And, 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 and if you do get real with God, then God will get real with you. It just, that's just who He is. You take a step toward Him, you seek Him and search for Him with all your heart, He will be found by you. God will get real with you. 
And here's what he promises to those who seek him with an openness to change, with a desire to be his man, his woman. Here's what every true seeker of God can count on. Proverbs 2 verse 5. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. That'd be enough, wouldn't it? But he goes on and says, For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He's a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. God is not saying, If you seek me, I will love you more. That's not possible. It's just not possible for God to love us any more than he already does. Rather, he's saying, if you seek me, you will find me and you will discover that I am worth it. You will discover all that you need because all of the riches of heaven have been invested in Jesus. All are at his disposal and you'll discover that I'm worth it. I read an article just a couple of weeks ago in which a a psychiatrist is writing about the the alarming increase in the number of deaths uh, by suicide or by drug overdoses. And he points to a a number of long-term studies that have analyzed the difference between high-risk patients who survive and those who die by suicide. And here's his conclusion at the research at the end of the article. He says, over a 10-year span, it turns out that the one factor most strongly predictive of suicide is not how sick a person is, nor how many symptoms he exhibits, nor how much physical pain he is suffering, nor whether he's rich or poor. The most dangerous factor is a person's sense of hopelessness. The man without hope is the likeliest candidate for suicide. We cannot live without hope. Meanwhile, God is saying to us, and and has been saying to us for generations and generations, if you seek me, you will find me, and I will fill your life, and I will fill your home with hope. Real hope, genuine hope that is eternal and doesn't evaporate because of your circumstances. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. And they're not plans to harm you. They're plans to bless your socks off. You can know God personally in ways that will help you and and, and guard you and protect you and direct you and prosper you. But you, you might be asking, well, how, how does this miracle of, of experiencing God and, and knowing God enter into our experience? How does that happen? Well, let's have a look at Proverbs 2, verse 6, which says, The Lord gives wisdom. The Lord gives wisdom. From His mouth come knowledge and understanding. So we enter into this relationship with God, this experience of knowing God and walking with God through the Bible. The the Bible is the, the, the mouth of God today. In times past, God spoke to us in various ways, but now He has spoken to us in these days by His Son, who is the living Logos, the Word of God. 
So what Jesus says, the Bible says, and what the Bible says is what Jesus says. They are synced together. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 3, All scripture is breathed out by God, inspired by God, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So read the Bible. You know, study the Bible. Learn the Bible. I, I, was, I was amazed last week at our kids' camp how many of those children memorized word for word the theme verse of the week. And when, when Pastor Phil asked for volunteers, there were always, you know, a dozen or more hands up. They want, all wanted to come up to the front, use the microphone, and, and, and share their memory verse. And the, one, of the, one of the days that I was there, oh, Max Wynn was there, quoted the verse perfectly, I think. I didn't have memorized, so... <laughs> he, he quoted the whole thing from start to finish. It was amazing. Hiding the word of God in our hearts. Because the, the, what, the, what, God, what is God's heart, He has revealed in the Scripture. The Scripture reveals God's heart. So if you want to know God and you want to walk with God, you want to experience God, you need to go to the Word of God because the Word of God is the revealed will of God. People always asking, how can I know the will, the will of God? Well, you, once you get to know the Word of God, you know the will of God and you don't ask that question like it's pie in the sky, like it's some, some God is going to zap you with the will of God. The, the will of God is revealed in the Word of God, so we need to read the Word of God and study the word of God and understand the word of God then we'll know the will of God the Bible trumps everything and the Lord shares his wisdom through the written word everything we need for life and godliness we find in the scriptures they are adequate and sufficient and breathed out by God. Try to wrap your head around that. Inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. So that every word is trustworthy. And if you come to the Bible. In a genuine spirit of humility and brokenness. Ready to seek hard after God through the written uh, words of scripture. Then you will change. You will change. In the simplest of terms, get real with God. And God will get real with you, and you will change. That is the entire biblical doctrine of sanctification and three short phrases. You want to change? You want your life to be renewed? You want your faith to be refreshed? You've been walking with God with Jesus for close to a century but it's gotten a little stale and you're a little fuzzy around the edges and you're worn out and you're tired and, and the word of God is not alive and fresh like it used to be a hundred years ago when you first started walking with God then get real with God and God will get real with you and you will change that's just how it works that's the, the process of, of discipleship. That's the pathway for discipleship. That's the, the process of transformation. That's the route to renewal. Get real with Jesus. Jesus will get real with you and you'll become a changed person. But it doesn't happen overnight. Remember that. It doesn't happen overnight. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 9. The promise. Then you will understand 
righteousness and justice and equity. Every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart. Oh yeah. Wisdom will come into your heart. And knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Bring it on. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you. See, I told you it's worth it. It's worth seeking hard after Him because of all that He promises to do. God is able to give us a, 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 give your heart a, a new taste and a, a new appreciation, a new instinct for wisdom. And once you get a, a little taste, oh, my wife made some keto dessert the other night. What was it, honey? Chocolate mousse something or other? Oh, once I had a little taste, it was like, where is the rest of it? Where's the pot? I want to lick the pot. I want to lick the spoons. You know, once you get a taste of wisdom and it gets into your heart, then you're never satisfied. You just want more and more and more of God. You want more of His wisdom, more of His Word, more of His presence, more of His power, more of His Spirit. You just want more. And you find yourself seeking hard after God. And the seven and a half minutes that you set aside in the morning to spend time alone with God becomes nine and a half and 20 and 25. And then you're late for work and you decide you'll spend some time in the morning and sometimes at night because it's just not enough. And then you, you start coming to church on time. Now that's revival. I had to get that in somehow. (laughs) Wisdom will come into your heart. Wisdom will come into your heart. (sighs) Wisdom will come into your heart. We need it. Right? We need it. Want to be a better husband? You want to get out of debt? You want to stop criticizing other people. You want to know how to raise your kids. It's, it's right here in, in the book of Proverbs. This is a gospel book. And the gospel changes everything. So you don't need five steps to follow. You don't need nine basic principles. You, 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 you need Jesus. And you need to let Jesus be the, the absolute Lord of your life. You need God to renew. You need a fresh awakening from deep from within. You need a fresh work. A couple of years ago, I came across an article that talked about an art form in Japan called Kintsukuroi. I think I mentioned it a couple of years ago. It's the art of restoring broken pottery with gold. So that the, the fractures in the pottery are actually illuminated with the, the gold filament. It's a kind of physical expression of brokenness. That's what it is. As a philosophy, Kintsukuroi actually celebrates the imperfections uh, as an integral part of the history of the pottery piece. It, not something to be disguised, but something to be, to be glad about and proud of. They're not afraid of imperfections or blemishes. The artists believe that when something has suffered damage and has a history, it's actually more beautiful than the original.
your life and mine has been broken by sin. And it continues to be fractured by our own sin and the sin of others. Relationships get messed up and values get jettisoned and compromises start sinking in. We've suffered damage too. Jesus can put all of that back together with something that is far more precious than gold. The Bible says Jesus shed his blood for us. And with his blood he redeemed us. Put us back into a right relationship with God the Father. And he cleanses our lives completely of sin. He's not afraid of imperfection or blemishes either. Jesus is not turned off or he doesn't turn away from your life because you have failed or because you're broken or because you you get depressed once in a while or because you, you can't seem to get out of the darkness of grief. He doesn't turn away. By the grace of God, we are saved by faith. And by the grace of God, wisdom is sinking deeper into our hearts day by day by day. And don't forget that very quickly in the New Testament, the New Testament writers identify Jesus as the wisdom of God. Remember that verse from a few weeks ago? Jesus is the power of God and the wisdom of God. And because Proverbs is a gospel book, when it talks about wisdom, it's often talking about Jesus. Wisdom comes into your heart. Jesus comes into your heart and makes all the difference. And he embraces you just the way you are. But he loves you too much to leave you that way. He wants to renew and revive and restore your life to be all that it should be under the direction of the Holy Spirit of God. Proverbs 2.6 For the Lord, the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Father, we thank you today that wisdom is not just available, but prominent. And uh, that you don't, you don't hand out wisdom in, in small parcels, but you, you pour wisdom into our lives when we come seeking hard after you. The promise of Scripture this morning is that if we, if we seek you and search for you with all of our hearts... We will find you. And we'll discover that it's worth it. To follow hard. And to open our hearts to the wisdom of God. And we thank you in advance Lord for what you're going to do. In and through us today. Thank you Jesus for being the wisdom of God to us. We want to follow you. Now and forever. In Jesus name we pray. Amen.